good uh, morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Hello. Apply the appropriate time. Mm. All right. Man, this is going incredibly. Nice. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. We just, uh, we just got through the holidays. Um, had a couple hams, had a couple turkeys. I think we uh, also had some pasta in there. I feel like there's increasingly more Christmas pastas going on. Definitely more pasta. Uh-huh. We, oh, we had a breakfast for a Christmas thing, which was like so satisfying. Cool. Dude, yeah, I brought those um, cinnamon rolls that pop out of the Pillsbury. And dude, you know, all you do <laughs> is just like put them in the oven. Dude, money moves. They're incredible. I have super low standards for my cinnamon rolls, but those things are delicious, dude. Uh, my wife lo- loves the frou frou uh feudal bakery cinnamon rolls that are I like near. I, they're great. No, it's they're so great. close to our house, and I like. I don't know. I love love languages. I'm a gift giver, and so I'm like, I get up and go get our cinnamon rolls or something like that. Get the cinnies, dude. Yeah, it's love good it. stuff. Love it, man. Anyway, bass guitars and stuff. Bass guitars and stuff, man. Uh, it's been a minute since we got on like a little solo pod. We just had a new friend, Eliana, on. So if you yeah. haven't listened to that episode, you got to go back. She's incredible. Very cool. <sighs> she was wonderful. Uh, just cool, different perspective. Like we usually have, um, I don't know, we don't usually have a type, but her perspective as like LA, as the session, as yeah, like an definitely. internet presence, as she's hired, she's doing her own thing. Like I mean, she's really covering the bases. So it's cool to hear that perspective on on the industry. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we, you and I live such specific base lives mm-hmm. where we don't get to play a ton of originals of our own doing. Yeah. Lately. And we're so close to Nashville and yeah. there's just like a certain genre mm-hmm. we end up getting hired in. It's different. So yeah, dude, uh, lots happened, I guess, even around Christmas time. The biggest update for me is that I played the Grand Ole Opry. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Insane. They treated me like a king. I'm super grateful. To Grand that. old king. Dude, oh yeah. I'm super grateful for that opportunity, man. It's it's ridiculous to like it's it's funny because people were like, dude, the Opry, man, you're doing the Opry. And it was like wasn't even sinking in with me. And then you like show yeah. up. There's like the back artist entrance that I'm sure plenty of you guys have played as well. And it, it's just cool to stand there and see like your buddies post at you know, post pictures from this entrance and you see your friends on the stage and you see your heroes on the stage and mm-hmm. then I'm standing there next to that old wooden circle and you're just like Nice. Man, that's a that's a moment. So yeah, it was it was it was, dude, it was like you and Red Rocks. It's like you're just standing out. Man, we got out we played so if, if you don't just know trying to soak it all in. Yeah. If if you don't know what the Opry is, it's 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 a variety show. So like, you know, it's I think 10 or more different acts and they have like a host and they throw it to the acts. And so, you know, we do two songs. Like, Especially uh, popular with like classic country. Oh, dude. Classic American. Yeah. Old school. Old school bluegrass dudes. There was these guys, the riders in the sky that were on that have been there forever. And it's these old dudes just dripped out uh-huh. in like these like satin like looking like buck owens and his buckaroos and like the hats and like i mean these guys are just like fly yeah old dudes yeah. and they're hilarious and like did you ever watch hee-haw growing up no dude well my grandparents love hee-haw so it's okay. like that it's like the opry except uh on tv and 50 times as kitschier it's just right, like right, right. but it's like tons of talent like roy clark and all like i mean it's like and lots of comedy oh see it's old school funny and yeah they just they always had great musical guests and i mean it's just it's cool to see it so it's like that but 
just like it's very old school and proper. Um, so we I did. Mean, our, it's one of those bucket lists, like especially yeah. around here, around the country scene or Nashville area. Like Grand Ole Opry is one of the ones. Ryman is the other one. Yeah, dude. Um, I mean, there's many others, but those are kind of the yeah. legendary ways to go so yeah. you walked on you had they had a rig for you they did they did um we actually i mean it was like it was white gloving dude we we showed up uh walking that cool entrance put some stuff down we actually got a real sound check which not a lot of people do like there's like a back room that a lot of people just like kind of run through with the band and their band is so professional so kind the steel player that was behind me is the single best steel player probably I mean, that I've ever encountered. Nice. I mean, just phenomenal. And he's the nicest complimentary guy. It's it just so cool. But they had this big Aguilar. Um, it was fine. You know, it was good. Yeah. It's it's very that sound. It's mm-hmm. bone dry, clean. Dude, I walk out. They're like, here it is. It's on. Set it how you want it. They hand me the cable. So, I mean, dude, I mean, I'm everything. I just walk just out with a bass. On, plugging it in. Plugging in. They got Peterson's on the side. So, you like, you can tune it. It's just two songs. So, I didn't. I had a snark, like, a, like just in case snark tuner. Yeah. I got some buddies that when they play, they bring their whole board. And I was like, man, I don't need it. I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to go and just make it work. I'm never really a stickler for my tone it's always changing i'm cool with different things so i said well, i'm just gonna i'm gonna make it work so i went out there and used their um just a tone hammer and nice. it was it was fine it was fine it was kind of midzy with my p with flats is all i did and that was a good call because it's funny you can tell you can see the wave of bases that the way it ebbs and flows because i walk out and he's like oh it, uh, what you got going on here i was like that's just an american p bass and he was like Nice. I really love the classics, man. That's a good choice. And I was like, I bet people are bringing some funny stuff in here lately. You know? I don't just, know. Yeah. Just, as the wave of basses go, you know, when you get the actives and you get the things. Right. And, like, and then for him to be like, hey, P with flats, that's pretty cool. It's it's funny that that was like notable for him. But yeah, yeah man, you know, uh, went out, played our two songs, dude, for the first whole song, just smiling ear to ear. Mm-hmm. Just like, just cheesing. Like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. So they provide in-ears, right? They do. They Lord. offer they offer in ears and wedges, and my buddy was like, "Take the wedge." So I took the wedge. Sweet drummer plays to a click. He counts everybody in with his mouth and sticks. He'll just one, two, three, and it's like nice old right. school. That band nailed it, dude. Uh-huh. They nailed it. They yeah. We've talked about this before. An yeah. artist doesn't really get to bring their band. They can bring up to like a couple key members. Yeah, we were told. Two and most of my buddies that are on it, it's usually like the artist, and they can bring like two two band yeah. members. So we brought uh, me on bass, and then we brought a guitar player, and yeah. uh, just crushed it, crushed our two songs. And it's so funny because two songs is quick. Yeah, it's quick. So Flash. you blink, and it's and it's kind of over, and then we're just hanging out. So, dude, it was awesome. It's it's always cool to be grateful and soak in that moment. And it's just so funny because, like, two days before it, I'm, like, playing in a dive bar in town in oh, Lexington. It yeah. And it's it's just like, man, this is what it's all about. I love the the full scope of what we get to do. It's cool, man. And then, to, like I said, even juxtapose that with I've been doing a ton of, like, bar stuff, been doing a bunch of fill-ins recently. Mm-hmm. I played in the middle, literally, in the, like, a mile deep into a field at an ATV park, filling in <laughs> for this uh, cool artist. And I'm just like, Wow. 
we are really covering the bases here. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Oh, oh, my gosh. oh gosh. <laughs> Got a comedian on the hook today. Yeah. But yeah, man, no. All overall super cool, super yeah. fun. This weird mental thing happens if you're not careful, like with all the once you do do something cool. Oh. Hey. Uh you have to like really pay attention and then not like get full of yourself or at the same time get like down on yourself where you're like, I just accomplished this thing and now I'm about to play this gig for 150 bucks in a bar or I'm about, you know, like the, the music mental health stuff is really weird. It's, it's like extreme highs and extreme lows. Oh yeah, dude. Constantly. I mean, cause then I guess two weeks after that, I was on Broadway doing four hour shifts a couple days in a row and you're just like, this could not be more opposite. And, you know, I I think it's cool. I think it's really yeah. cool that we get to live these, like, you get it all. Like, I don't ever have to miss, like, you know, when I'm coming up and I'm in high school, we're playing in somebody's basement. Like, I could probably still figure that out if I wanted to. Yeah. And I think you guys did a house show this last tour, right? Yeah, we did do a house tour, which was a Keep, lot of fun yes. in the middle of it. Keeping that alive, yeah. man. It's cool that we get the whole spectrum for ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. now I, I I love it. And, and that cool. doesn't, if if you're a working musician, some of that doesn't ever actually change. Like you get on a Dude. good tour for a while, you get on this for a while, you get yeah. on whatever. And then like in betweens, you're probably, you're taking other normal gigs because yeah. you have to, or really because you want to. Dude, like I, I'm getting to play with my friend's band called Sympathy Jar and uh it's it's like shoegaze like it's awesome metal adjacent it's like heavy, it's like it's heavy heavier. noise rock kind of thing yeah it's heavier very affected everything is mm. like very wall of sound yeah. his rig is cool by the way if y'all are old oh, school and people he's got this yeah. vintage sun yeah. it's pretty yeah, sweet Caleb's dude got a cool, cool setup he's got good tone selections and it's all about just interesting it's, and he, yeah. he does it well so it's cool yeah 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 it's nice to do it and to play. So, you know, local band shows are a lot different than bars. Like you go to mm-hmm. bars and sometimes you might be like, oh yeah, I made whatever amount of money on this gig and tips or whatever. Like original music venues, if they're not doing someone who could sell out, the place is like maybe mostly empty and that's just how original music is. Yeah. There's something like kind of beautiful about being there, playing original songs you're clearly not doing it for the money. Yeah. Like you're doing it because you love it and you want to hang out. And in my opinion, that is the best way to meet community people. It's so cool. Like, and it, it's especially like, other bands. Yeah, man. It's like I said, it just, it keeps that, it's for me, it's like that childhood dream alive. Like of what I fell in love with playing music of like, right. you get the highs and the lows. And some, like I was saying, it's like sometimes you're looking around and, you're like five bands deep into a seven band bill. It's two in the morning. You're an hour and a half away from home and you're just like, this is what I signed up for. Yeah. You know, it might suck in the moment, but you look back and you're like, nah, that's yeah. pretty cool. You, you need to mentally choose to have fun. And then it is. Yeah, because when, you, when you're with when you're with your boys or your girls, like when you're with your crew, mm. you're just like, nah, this is what it's all about, dude. Yeah. It's funny because, um, you know, this last uh, couple days ago, I took a like that filling gig at the ATV park. I'm in the back of this 15-passenger van just laying on that back bench, just getting shaken coming up. Like, I mean, we're coming over the Blue Ridge in, in uh, North Carolina, and I'm just like, 
this is what I wanted. Like yeah. this is yeah. this is it. Like this is it's cool to be able to I'm telling you, it's it's ins and outs of twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. In twenty twenty four, uh gratefulness is in, dude. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like being super appreciative of your friends and your situation. Yeah. Cause man, it's cool. Like that I just I you just like, man, we literally middle of a muddy field. I brought my amp and cranked it. Worst monitor mix I've had in probably a decade. Mm. And I still just like, yes, I would yep. do that again this weekend. Yeah. It's yep. cool. I think we talked about it before, but the attitude thing is so huge. Like you want to be someone cool to work with. You want to be someone who's having fun. Yeah. You know, don't like, if you're having a bad day, you don't have to always fake it. But like be someone that you are seizing the moment. You're not too good for it because yeah. you never will be too good for it. Uh, cause then you'll just like wake up one day and have no friends. Nobody we, will care. Yeah. Or people, you'll only have friends when you're doing something cool and when you're not doing something mm -hmm. cool, th those people aren't around. Yeah. So having friendships and making music and making art, like that's what it's about, man. So. No, I agree. Yeah. I know. I like the motivational podcast we're going today, know, dude. I'm like fired like up always now. Gets there, but. I'm fired up now, dude. No, I, yeah, I'm with you. I I, I might have mentioned this in another podcast, but I was like leaving Scoreboard, uh, which is like a bar down in Nashville, um, where a lot of people, like older crews, seem to do bus call. Mm. Um, I, we were we were hanging out there. A buddy was playing. That's a Kentucky boy. Um, and I was there watching him and walking out, and this guy was walking in, mono bag and a little combo, and I was like, I think that's uh, his name's like Matthew Maxwell is on Instagram, but it's it's Luke Combs bass player, and I was like, I think that's. Luke Combs bass player playing a 10 to 2. And I'm like, these guys yeah. are literally touring arenas in Australia at the time, or like had just finished that. And he's walking in to play his four-hour shift. And I was like, that's so cool, man. Yeah. That's called integrity. That's called love of the game. Yeah. Like, man, that, that this guy's keeping it alive. And he might have dreaded it, but he was doing it. And I was sure, like, maybe, I don't know. I was like, this guy is keeping the spirit. I mean, oh, he might have loved it. I, yeah, I, I like part the, of the culture. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a bass clef on his arm. So I'm like, I know this dude loves it. He's a monster player. You should all check him out. But yeah, dude, motivational 2024 gratefulness is in. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's my 20. I, I want to play increasingly more original music. That's, that's my, like, yeah, I probably can't say yes to a lot of four hour cover whatever i kind of have mm -hmm. a band that i do that with when we have gigs and i d and i have to focus on other things um but like when my friend calls me and they're like hey we're gonna play at this small bar for us it's gonna be like green lantern mm -hmm. or something in louisville you know uh I, I would love to play the green lantern can you play with us our set is 45 minutes those are the ones that i'm trying really hard to be like I would love to do that. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I respect that And I that even so have to much. do a couple rehearsals for that. And maybe even I play off of charts if I'm having a crazy week or something. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. Do it because it's fun. Dude, and it puts you in a different spot than you usually are. Like, I think right. it's so good as a musician to be like, all right, well, what am I going to put on this board? Like, what, what, what amp am I going to bring for this? Because it's... Uh, you know, like my usual gig is in ears, and or, I just bring yeah. a DI on a, on a board, a tiny board of the DI. But for this thing, they were like, "It's wedges, and we want to feel you." And I was like, "I'll bring the stack." Uh, like it's awesome, dude. It it, yeah. it just makes me be a different player, and it and it it it's like dusting off the shelves, man. Like mm -hmm. you're like, oh yeah, you got to do it every once in a while. Yeah, cool. and like. Maybe they don't know what chords they're playing, or maybe they're doing something. <laughs> yeah. What key? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or they're they're playing it 
in a pretty non-conventional way and you're like i need to be exposed to this creativity because i get in a rut i play you don't want to play things like only bass players think mm-hmm. they should be played i know uh i've i've i don't know if i've said this before or not but like i've heard people throw this around uh in studios and i totally agree with it like a lot of these people would rather hire another producer who can play an instrument really well than hire a crazy specialist bass player. Because if that bass player has the inability to think like a producer, mm-hmm. they're playing things a bass player should play and not the things that should be in a song that works in a mix that's simple. Um, yeah. So that's, you know... That, that's been weighing on me a lot where it's just like I need to play creatively and not too much like, oh, I'm all, you know, the, a bass player has to play this or these couple of notes. Totally. Or what. Like it's just play a part. Uh, we talked to Eliana a lot about like guitar players who play bass. It's the same yeah. kind of like those fun riffs that come out of not always having a bass player mindset is really cool. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's cool to just be putting yourself intentionally in spots that you might not have ended up in or you might maybe not comfortable with it's yeah. it, it's cool man it's that's really cool to, to take a different style gig yep so uh pedals and stuff i have um i just got this herothia one it's called herothia type one a chorus pedal i saw uh hondo on youtube play play through one i needed a new chorus pedal um, I've I've liked this uh, EHX bass clone, micro clone, mm. bass, bass clone. clone, and it's got a little crossover switch, so it doesn't course your low end. I've been obsessed with that pedal for a long time. It it's rolls. super cheap. Fun, uh, fun thing. He sold it to me. I sold it back to him yeah. over the course of like uh, what, like four years. <laughs> I've been through two of them now, and it seems like they always eventually break or go noisy. They go really and so noisy. So I just I can't get away with how noisy it got. So I wanted to try this course pedal. That's kind of based off of mm-hmm. an old boss, but he went premium. Yeah, it's it sounds really cool. I think we'll probably do it's a video specific. on it. Yeah, it has a very specific, specific kind of chorus sound. It's not crazy at any point. It's pretty subtle. Um, it does not have the low low crossover thing that I wanted. Yeah. Um, but, I'm, I'm a- but it doesn't really feel like it's messing with my low end. Dude, and even if it does, I think more and more when I buy like drives or wet effects, I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm not as yeah, concerned about maintaining the full integrity of the scope of the signal. I, in some ways, I'm like, if I like the flavor that like, you know, a Klon style or like a Tube Screamer style is putting on a bass, I'm cool with it. Like I, I'm, yeah. I, I think I'm good with that. I, I really, we always talk about, it, but I'm super focused on the mids these days, and mm-hmm. these drives are just bringing out a lot of mids, and I'm like, these are just making me punchier and stand out, and that's kind of what I wanted from the drive anyway. It was a little more punch and stand out. So I think I'm, I'm changing in how I feel yeah. about all of it. I, I don't necessarily find myself wanting to send a clean signal always and a dirty, dirty signal always. I'm like, eh, I think I'm good with what the concoction that it makes if that makes sense yeah and and i like that it it's it's called this course pedal is called type one it has one knob mm-hmm. and i it's like you get what you get yeah i increasingly like things that know what they are and it does one thing mm-hmm. you like it or you don't and if you don't you move on 
Um, I, I got to talk to the maker just a little bit on Instagram and there's kind of a possibility that there could be a, a low filter option in the future to, to not course the low end. Like a dip switch. Yeah, I would hope so. Or like an internal switch or something. People would be do that cool. where they put that little switchboard on the top of the pedal, like yep. a bunch of little white things. Yep. That'd be all right. I would love that. I would probably rebuy the pedal just to have that feature, but it is super cool. Has a really cool sound. Has an internal gain boost because chorus kind of cancels out your own sound, yeah. um, and so it sounds it like appears quieter because it's just phasing in and out, and that's kind of that cool chorusy sound. Not mm-hmm. flange, but chorus. Um, yeah. Anyway, nice, fun, fun new pedals, fun stuff. Yeah, very cool. Um, I think another thing that you've been doing while well, I've been playing a bunch of bars and gigging out you've been in the studio a couple times yeah yeah so you were down mountain mountain art center mountain art um, center what kind of gear did you take well like you is country yeah. country-ish stuff country-esque it's kind of been Americana. like country rock uh the first one was like very more like low-key alternative not really country um yeah, man, I want to do that as much as I can. Um, yeah. Cool. So I've been bringing my B fifteen. We've been. Uh, what year is that again? Seventies, mid seventies, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a Magnavox era, and so it has the the uh, low switch or the deep switch on it. It's the exact same deep circuit, switch. except it has a deep switch and it has a bright cap uh, options that I usually leave off, but it just depends. Sometimes I use the deep switch. Cool. Um, sounds good. And value wise, they're a lot cheaper than the old sixties ones with the checkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it sounds amazing. Nice. Um, Did you take, you took the full board? No. When I go, I take my noble and nice. I probably take a couple pedals in a bag. Do they take the noble as well as a mic B 15? Yep. And do they and use usually one of, blending them? As that say, he uses the amp for the top end. Mm-hmm. And these old B fifteen, I have, I have done my absolute best to make it not rattle, to secure everything. If you push the volume really at all, they start to kind of fart out and like rattle a little bit, mm-hmm. which is in some ways cool. Um, so I'm just really careful with the volume on the B fifteen, and then my noble is kind of my typical sound, and he seems to always be using. Uh, the the amp for the top end at least, and then the bass, mm-hmm. the noble for the low end. And I'll also say this: um, in my in ears when I'm recording all this stuff, I'm hearing a fifty fifty blend, and that amp sounds really cool. I didn't really get it, mm-hmm. you know, per se, until I was blending it in, and then I'm like, man, this top end super cool. I'm usually leaving the EQ where it is. And keeping that volume down to un- to where it's not rattling or anything like that. And the cool thing too, like I play a five string in the studio, especially a lot uh, on these sessions. I honestly sometimes it's a different bass every song, but with the way he's blending the amp and the low end, um, when I hit my low B, he's hearing the DI signal because that amp does not go nearly as low as you'd expect a lot of bass yeah, in recordings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that has been really cool to experience. Um, I'm not like overdriving it really. I don't think it sounds good when you overdrive it because of the speaker attached to it. Mm-hmm. So there, I see a scenario where I have a volume boost pedal in front of the amp so that I'm clipping the preamp and then can still keep that volume low. Nice. Um, 
you know, if if you guys ever get in a position with a, a B fifteen, uh, I've got a FET forty seven uh, made by, oh man, United Studio Technologies. It's kind of a they use new old stock parts from Fairchild, um, and and have recreated a FET forty seven. Sounds wonderful. My thing has been, and I didn't discover it. Brendan, uh, the engineer and producer, discovered it. Don't mic it right on there. Like usually, you'd go a little bit off the cone and you'd put it like pretty much right on, right on the grill. Give it like a fist's worth of distance. If you're in an isolation booth, if if isolation isn't your issue, mm-hmm. give it about a fist of distance, and then put the mic there. Or we've been putting the mic right where the cone is, but a fist away. Interesting. And it sounds really good. Nice. And then we used his real U forty seven. Or it's a new Telefunken forty seven. That's a ten thousand dollar microphone. And it sounded really good. That's awesome. Really, dude. really good. So when uh you might have said this. When you went down, what, what bases did you take? Oh, I didn't say it. I'm sorry. Okay. I've been taking my RS, uh, which is like a sixties P base copy. It's a P base with flats. Yep. It's a classic. Yep. I'm thinking about putting up rounds on that. I don't know. I need to I'm I'm getting less happy with that bass and I think I just don't like the pickup. The bass itself feels amazing. Uh and then I bring my BB5000 which is kind of my mainstay mm-hmm. cuz it's got an amazing P bass sound. It's got five strings if the tuning gets weird or anything like that. And then it's two pickup sound is really my favorite. That's like my kind of tone. Um and then I will bring my hollow body my um my old K I figured you'd K base depending on yeah. the subject matter out in the hills dude they sometimes want that old stuff well I I've done it more for the indie stuff nice. it, or the singer songwriter plucky there's yeah. other strings very cool that has been a really amazing sound um nice dude the uh for the country stuff or really for like the funky stuff I've yeah. had to do more of that Jamerson thing on a few songs mm-hmm. which is not always my strength and I don't know these just ended up going pretty magical where I'm really moving like just moving 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 uh that the Yamaha has been really insane because I've been able to go low and just keep it tight and uh yeah. so I have more I have two like really moving funk songs I'm excited to see them come out um but yeah yeah, a lot of studio stuff. Very I want to cool. do as much of that as possible. I'm practicing drums a lot in my personal studio. Uh-huh. And, and uh, yeah, just trying to do more and more in my own studio and then do as much session work as I possibly can. Nice, dude. That's very, very cool. So um, you did make another purchase recently. Oh, yeah. And there will be a video on it, so we won't give yeah, it away. Yeah. We won't okay, give it away too okay. much. You can tell. You can tell. Oh, yeah, I can tell. You I got tell. your permission. You can tell. All right. I bought a Gibson Thunderbird. That's it. It's all you get. No. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Uh That's I cool. think the biggest thing is I I really lucked out because I I've played ones that are not as good as this one is. It's a twenty fourteen. It's not like it's vintage or something. Yeah. It is eight pounds, which is amazing. It's and pretty slick. It goes a very long way in combating a lot of the things people complain about. So I am not saying they're all this good. I'm just saying this one, for me personally, mm-hmm. I've got an opinion on. And you should watch the video. Yes. <laughs> watch the video. But yeah, dude, no, as we come into the new year, uh, any wrecks? Any wrecks, dude? 
Oh man. Yeah, what have you been listening to? I what have you been what I you been didn't on? Think about this. Cause obviously you and I have been gotta pull out the phone. Very like topically listening to a ton of old Kings of Leon. Yeah, I've just I've it, been really, really hitting the old Kings of Leon. It, and that's probably fueled the Thunderbird purchase. If you guys uh like that kind of bluesier rock uh-huh. uh thing, you've got to listen to the first two Kings of Leon records, Ah Shake Heartbreak and Youth and Young Manhood. Yeah. They are so dry, raw. The bass lines are like Oh, they're so, so melodic. Odd. Yeah. So odd. And they just everything like the it Kings of Leon Kings of Leon is like two guitars that are very prominent. Yep. And one bass that is super moving. Like yep. he's not he's not a hold it down. I mean he does, but he's not like a sit here and play my note kind of guy. He's like up the fretboard, he's using pedals, like he's he's all over the place. He has a integral part to every song, it yes. feels like, especially yes. in the like because of the times era, uh, yeah. Also, that is a great my favorite record. record of theirs. I think that that the kind of second or the third and fourth and fifth as as they started moving, they became more in that like indie moving realm. But the first records are literally like weird blues, moving blues. It's just weird blues rock, and his but voice. I'm not is someone so... who usually likes that, and yeah. there is an energy. Yes. Go listen to them if you haven't. Go, uh, that's the what's big the album, the uh, Youth and Young Manhood. Youth and Young Manhood and Aha Shake and Aha Shake. Those are insane. Yes. Uh, if you're not into that, listen to uh, Because of the Times. Dude. That's my favorite because they get a little bit more polished. It's kind of as they become more popular. Well, and, it's still gritty. Yeah. Well, right. It's it's. It sounds more intentional and less like we got to get this energy out right now. It's like less fun. garage rock, right? Right. It's less garage. Man, rock. it's so cool. Jared, follow Will. Dude. Man, that's uh, cool. Cool stuff. That yeah. would be hey, that's that's a bucket list interview if we ever get that one. I don't think that'll ever happen, but you know, maybe we'll try. Uh, what have I been listening to? Okay, super quick. Uh, kind of been on a King Gizzard kick. I go in waves, dude. It's hard yeah. to stay on that forever because I'm like, I don't they think they move I could... so fast too, dude. They're pumping what two records a year? No, like four or five records it's, a year, and sometimes. they're deep. Yeah. If you guys aren't they're into fantastic. King Gizzard, they're Australian. Yes, Australian, wild. Like yeah. there for a couple albums, they were like, we're super into like the Middle Eastern tones and scales, so they were using yeah. microtones, and you're just like, it's like what? atonal, and but then yeah. the other stuff is like. Sounds like kind of first record Tame Impala, like fuzzy rock and roll. Bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and it's kind of jammy and there's a lot of them in it. And you're just like, they cover every bass. It's such a musical level yeah. that is not talked about. Then they'll do an indie album. Yes. Then they'll do a metal album. Yes. And they are all fantastic. Their riffs hit. Like, it's just really cool. Funny. King Gizzard. I might need to check out some of that recently. Cause like Go I said, back into it. I'll just like pop in for two albums and I'll pop out for like six months and I'll like pop back in for an album and I'll pop out. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Molly Pardon has an album called Sacramented. I'm Molly really into that. Pardon. If you like low key kind of indie yeah. female singer, songwritery a little bit, but cool production. Uh, pop stuff, Caroline Polachek. I love Caroline Polachek. Uh-huh. Did Caleb get you on Caroline Polachek? No, but we can, like, well, I guess he could have, and I not realized Caleb, it. Caleb is the singer of that band. He yeah, filled yeah, in yeah. called Sympathy Jar. He he loves her. Dude, pop music-wise, fantastic voice, production value through the roof. I'm so yeah. into it. It's very, it's it's almost like mind-melting 
how far forward it is. Yes. Where you're like, wow, we haven't even gotten here in pop yeah. music yet. Uh, and then I've been listening to a lot of David Bowie Blackstar. That's a that's a tall drink of water, dude. Right there. Yes, that's uh, that's stuff that I need to I need to go back and hit again. Because when I, when I go throwback, I never go in that like sort of like glamorous vein. Like I I usually go in. This is like dark jazz. Yeah, subliminal. I just oh. when I when I throw back, I go straight to like classic rock like yeah. when i when i'm when i'm going back in that i just i never hit david bowie my last which rec- i, I is, recognize uh, he is kind of in the classic rock thing but not he's necess- definitely in the classic rock but he's in the vein but back classic then, rock meets art rock i would say but back like then highbrow a little bit sometimes it's like it's like putting talking heads in classic rock it's like now i guess they're on classic rock radio but it in the it's, moment yeah, it's no one would have put them in the same group as aerosmith right no one. totally so that kind of thing. Last Wreck is one for Jackie, Rhett Madison. Wow, that's a really great album. Nice. Kind of low-key alternative rock at moments. Nice. Anyway, it's good. I listen to a lot of that kind of stuff. What about you? Dude, I mean, you got me back on that Kings Leon. I'll have to pull Kings it up. Kings Leon, man. I will say... I will say... Uh, it was really cool to hate on Kings Leon for a moment. It was so cool. And it's like, can we all not... like? Go back and realize that the songs you were making fun of freaking rule. Like, <laughs> yeah, they got played a lot, but like, oh, yeah. is that not the end goal of like every music project project you've ever had? Yeah, dude. Uh, so I'm sorry they they uh they did well for themselves and continue to and, and they changed in a cool rule. way. Yeah, they they changed in a cool way. Yeah. So I, I respect anybody like anybody like that. But dude, so. Uh, I've been listening to this band. My buddy put them, put me on them called Hotline TNT, and it's like super aggressive, like garagey. Nice. Like I, I like I like rough around the edges right now, but then on a completely inverse side, I'm like kind of in a triangle right now, actually. But with me doing a lot of these fill in things, I've been listening to a ton of old country. Mm-hmm. So I've been back like neck deep in like Waylon and like Conway yeah. Twitty and like like dude even like even further back stuff of just like really really fun stuff. But a lot of these Broadway guys. They they'll hit stuff that came out yesterday and stuff that came out literally sixty years ago, and it's so good for me because I I just really didn't I didn't get a ton of that old country um or nineties country which I came to love yeah so you know just hitting some dude we were I, I kind of like re fell in love with some songs like do you know Lost and Found by Brooks and Dunn it's like a it's just a great song dude I don't know. It's it's fantastic, and I, I've just been in that country thing. But then on a weird third part of the triangle, which you probably heard the other day at New Year's, I've been super into this like European jazz house thing. <laughs> I know, dude. You might laugh. It's the vibiest vibe, and it's made me really think about the combination of instruments and beats because they're literally putting upright over top of these like Abercrombie house beats or like these like very like German like. It they're they're just interesting, um, yeah, just really really unconventional for what I'm hearing in current American modern music, uh-huh. and it's been cool for me to have that. Hey guys, editor Nick here, uh, jumping you to the end because Logic decided to cut put, which is fine. Uh, you know what? Things happen. We're but mortals. Thanks for bearing with us. Let me jump you to the end. Back to you, Carson. Well. We had a critical error, so we are uh, picking up where we were, talking about music. 
Yeah, no, I was just running out some some wrecks. But um, anyways, we always want to hear your recommendations. So if you yeah. got something that you're into, uh, pedal-wise, bass-wise, whatever-wise, show-wise, movie-wise. Yeah, we want to hear it. We look, we look, we respond. Oh, he's watching, dude. Oh, we be watching. He's a That's hawk so on mean. those comments. No, I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. He's quick, but... Yeah, no, let us know. We we appreciate you guys uh, coming and hanging out. It's super kind that people keep coming back around. So Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. See you.